pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you got to do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work and it's tough in that way but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other the sky's the limit for this team and I'm just I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man we're not even worried about the playoffs right now but we do what we do is we take it week by week. We just gotta we gotta worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not even make it. So that being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Got some got some eyes looking at me when, when we get the, the the end of that intro there, right? I mean, hey, I gotta I gotta let people know how I feel. You know what I mean? That's the homie Urban. You know what I mean? But once again, you are tuning in to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We appreciate you joining us here live on a Wednesday night, as you do every single week. I am your host Jose V, my co-host Ian B, directly in front of me, Quan Five Nine behind the big board in the studio, doing what he does for us every single night. We got a packed studio tonight. Not only do we have our guest. At the round table with us here tonight, Ian. We got a packed studio behind us. We got some people joining us from Kansas City, Missouri. From Twitter, which is crazy. It just shows you how how, how you can grow and meet people from all over the place, right? And people get to follow you. We got people in the studio hanging out with us. Not only that, our, our guest, we got his wife in the studio as well. So that that's good to, you know, have some family in there as well. <laughs> we got the clap. We got the clap. 
But before we let everybody know, obviously, who we got in the studio tonight, we got a great show on tap. Return guest, obviously, local head coach here in Las Vegas. We're going to get into all things Vegas Nighthawks football here tonight, so it's going to be fun. So if you're a football fan and you're a Vegas Nighthawks fan, we appreciate you tuning in tonight. Share the live feed. Drop a comment. Let everyone know what it is that you're doing. Like the live video. We are live on Gorilla Cross Radio on all platforms. Search Gorilla Cross on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We are live right now, all video-based. And if you missed the show, check us out on all things social media as well. Check us out on YouTube, Straight Bet Sports, Jose V. If not, Apple, um, Anchor, Spotify, Google, anywhere you want to listen to the podcast, we're out there as well. Just look up Straight Bet Sports. Now, we got to pay the bills before we start the show, obviously. We're having fun, man. It's been two years already at the end of this month that we've been here. You haven't uh, been here for the full two years, but you've been the having full a good two time. Years, but I've had a good time, man. We're, we're getting it good, though. You ready, though? Because I know you got to work tonight. Absolutely, man. I'm so away. Take your power nap? Yeah, yeah took my power nap. I think nap. you're going to get grilled in the studio tonight. I don't uh, know why. I, I just, probably am. I, I, just, I feel like it's coming I, for Quan. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he's going to come at me, but I, not I got Not just Quan. I got not, not just Quan. We, we, we got, got some stuff for sure, but. Quan, if you could please let everybody know who pays the bills here. He is none other than Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. That's right, man. Joshua LaFon, Vegas Real Vegas. I'm, I'm over here just messing up, man. Get it out, man. Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Thank you so much for hooking us up here on Gorilla Cross Radio. Straight Bet Sports, as you have for the last two years, we greatly appreciate you and your sponsorship. We're still looking for sponsors, guys. If you guys want to sponsor the show, hit us up, straightbetsports at outlook.com. If not, DM me on any social media platforms. We'll definitely get to, to that. But um, before we get into it, have you seen the new Kendrick Lamar music video, by the way? I have not. Bruh. Is it good? Oh, my. If you haven't seen it, yeah. you have to see it. Oh, it is it's a masterpiece. He's you know, really it, good it's, at it. So. It's, a, it's definitely a work of art. But we got some guests in the studio tonight. Like I said, we have a return guest and we have a new guest in the Packed studio house. as well. This is, a, this is a most we've had in the studio. Which man. is good, man. It's yeah. good when you get support in the studio, man. Nothing it wrong is. with that. But like I said, we have a guest in the studio. He is none other than Mike Davis, Vegas Nighthawks head coach. And of course, we have re new guest, Kyle, right? Kyle Moore Brown. Yes, sir. Assistant coach as well in the studio with us tonight. Assistant head coach. There we go. Assistant head coach. Excuse me. Let me get it right. Appreciate you, fellas. Also, How you doing tonight? Uh, offensive Thank line you. coach, right? I am. Look, like, Ian, Ian, RS, okay. Ian, somebody did their homework. I'm going to get in trouble now. <laughs> but how you fellas doing tonight, though? We appreciate you coming to the studio. Good, man. Thank Thanks you for having me back. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk to this this, this, oh, yeah. this, this, this gentleman right here because we were outside already telling <laughs> stories and I'm like, stories for wow, days. Right? Days. But that, that's a good thing, though. When you're in this profession and you, you're doing football and you're coaching football, having stories is a big thing, when, especially part of coaching, right? Right. That's what it's all about is actually these young people get an opportunity to hear what you have to say. Your experiences in the game, sometimes they want to hear it so they can kind of see if they can match or if, if their dreams are obtainable. So it's been good for me. Um, it's therapeutic because, again, it's not about me. It's about giving those young people something that they can 
it's tangible that they can feel they can go out there and, and go out there and live their dreams so that's what i'm here for now you used to coach in nebraska is this a uh transition coming out of vegas man or? um it is it is i'm loving it every minute of it you know of course the time changes are different but again they mess with me all the time because i'm in the bed by 6 37. Because my mind, oh, my mind, you know, because I'm, I'm a big uh, bonanza and, you know, gun smoke. So after okay. I come from work, I'm All watching right. westerns and sitting back and relaxing. Okay. And call it a night and that's it. Just call rest it a night, right. Because right. I got to get up early to get going again. So right. how, how did you two end up meeting and come into to this whole union? Man, uh, 2001, uh, he was playing arena football in uh, Charlotte or in Raleigh for the Carolina Cobras. Okay. And I was going to work out for him. My college roommate was actually on the team with him, Cornelius White. We kind of got together, hung out, and just hit it off and and had stayed in contact since 2001. And you're pretty much an arena legend, if I'm saying that respectfully. You played in the Arena Football League. And not only played, but you've coached a lot as well. Right, right. I uh, played 15 years in the Arena Football League and coached ever since 2002. Okay. So I've been around the game for a long, long time. But again, um, because it gave me an opportunity to showcase who I was. Okay. Once the NFL, I spent two years with the Lions. So okay. when that was over, I was just kind of thinking, like, what else is it for me to do? Um, a guy by the name of Mike Daly called me up and said, listen, I think it's something here in the Arena Football League that you can help this league grow. And I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to be Not me. Not me. I'm like looking at this little indoor and I'm thinking, in, in the truth, I'm going to just be truthful. I was like, that's beneath me because I've been to the pinnacle of what sports was. And then it just gave me a different perspective once I got there. It wasn't no rejects. It was guys who worked their tail off every single day. And we changed the scope of what everybody thought about arena football. You making a certain amount of money. People think you're not a professional because you make, uh, you know, $250 a week. If you get paid $1, you're a professional. Okay. So, again, it's it's the mindset that we help change. And, again, it changed my mindset. So I was a big advocate on Mike called me up when he was in Nebraska and said, look, I want you to come and help me trying to roll this thing, get this thing rolling. It was a, it was an honor. And then, again, when he's like, listen, I got something else in Vegas. Yeah. And it was, it was off and running. So, yeah. so you've been an assistant and also a head coach. Right. Right. How do you transition from one another? Well, I mean, it's to me, it's not about the title itself, right? It's just about trying to lead young people or lead the people that you're working with um, to whatever success is. You know, we're a new team, and everybody, we have high expectations. But it's, we're realistic about them. You know, we, we want to win every single game that we play because that's how we prepare. But... Um, we understand we have a young group of men that we're dealing with straight out of college who've never played the indoor game before. So you have to, you know, injuries. We, right. we have to expect all those things. And we just try to keep them united. You Definitely. know, just don't let them fragment when things like that happen to them. So it's more or less football and life lessons. So. Now, now uh, indoor football is seven on seven. Uh, eight, eight, eight. Is it eight, eight, eight and eight? eight. Okay. Right, right. Come on, so, man. We went to the home open. What are you talking right, about? Right, right. Eight on eight. <laughs> yes, so, obviously, there's a big difference when it comes to the O-line. You don't have five people on the O-line. Right. Was that a tough transition, especially, like, from a coaching aspect? Um, it, it is because it's different rules in the outdoor game. Who are you responsible for? You know, you're looking at a safety in the outdoor game, the high safety. It, you don't have that kind of, it's just one, it's, to me, it's just one dimensional. It's, you beat the guy in front of you. So that's what you have to do. It's a mindset. You still have to 
hold those other guys accountable. Like, okay, if we have a Mac linebacker or we don't have a Jack linebacker in this league, but you have a guy who who uh, protects the flat. We have to count for him on blocking schemes. So things like that. It's just pretty much the same. Um, again, the guys understand that it's just it's just a confined space. That's all it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Once again, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, EMB, Quan 5-9 in the studio. Packed house tonight. We have guest head coach, Vegas Nighthawks, Mike Davis in the studio with assistant head coach, Kyle Moore-Brown, joining us. Just talking it up. Vegas Nighthawks, man. Obviously, I- I'm excited that we have more, not just football, but just sports in general here in town. And the fact that we get to have conversations with the head coach and it's just like a normal thing, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because you're staying close to the community, too. How important is it for you to be a part of the community aside from just coaching this team? That's what it's about. You know, when when we first, when I got the call about, hey, do you want, do you want to do this? And, you know, we set down some ground rules like, hey, you have to be willing to to do, uh, go above and beyond in the community. And, and I think we've done something almost every week um, with our guys, whether it's, you know, uh, we read the kids. We, we did just recently, you know, we did the uh, – when VGK, the Foley Foundation, was was giving away the gas, all my guys went out and pumped gas. What nice, um, you know. And that was the day before we left to go on the, to, to go on the road trip. You know, our guys they know like when you come here, it's it's part of it. It's nothing's beneath you. You're gonna we're gonna do what we have to do. You know, we read to kids, um, we delivered donuts to, to school teachers nice. uh, last week. Uh, this is this week we're not we don't do anything just because we're it's a short week for us and we, we go to san diego on friday gotcha um but i think next week we're back doing i should know this but uh <laughs> so, now we put you on something. the spot exactly right. we're, we're doing something to be uh, determined right but now yeah, that, it's, oh, sorry no. uh that seems to be a common theme with you guys is that nothing is beneath you right, right. so is that something that is tough for these kids coming into this program kind of adapting to that you know they, they might have thought that they were destined for bigger uh, higher things right? right and just like a notch down or is it something that they're kind of already adapted to no i like so when we go out and recruit when I, when I go out and recruit guys and then so how it works for us is i do the majority of the recruiting and then when we find guys i like i send them to coach brown and it kind of trickles trickles down you know gotcha. flows downhill you know, the first conversations we have with guys is, hey, listen, I'm looking for character. Um, we're going to be big in the community because without the community, we don't have a team. Got it. Um, you know, and you have to use this platform to get you where you want to go. Okay. You know, there's a very few got few number of guys who go from college straight to the NFL. So you have to have another vehicle to, to get you there. And I literally say this verbatim. It's like, hey, this is a, a vehicle. You figure out how fast or slow you want to drive it. You know, just don't be a Ferrari and put unleaded gas in it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Right. I mean, Man, yeah, I, I like that. that. That's great. I, I do have one question for you, kind of, kind of adding to that, because you got players that obviously, like he said, feel I'm better than this. I should be in a bigger league, maybe not arena, but something higher than this is what some guy's mentality is. But with everything that happened with COVID, last time we had you on the show, your exact words were COVID casualties. A lot of these guys are COVID casualties. So have you seen some of the mindset from these young players kind of switch a bit and go, okay, this is my opportunity. I have to stick with this now. Absolutely. You know, we lost uh, nine guys to the CFL before the season ever started. Wow. So guys, like, and literally, like, within 10 days for training camp. So we were scrambling a little bit, which our shortlist guys trying to get new guys back, you know, not 
get them on board with, hey, I, you come to Vegas is what happened, and the proof is in the pudding. Like, hey, this is. I mean, we lost another guy uh, yesterday. Oh, wow. to Hamilton. It, is that something you guys have to prepare for, or like, how do you prepare? Like, just knowing that a a bigger league could come and pluck one of your guys, and they're most likely going to say yes. Yeah. But for us, like, that's what this is for. Okay. Like, right. that's how you recruit guys. You tell them, hey, listen, if you do all the things right, this is the this is the end goal. Get you back outside. So it's nice to see guys that come in and follow the regiment and, and do the right things and put the right you know, one foot in front of another yeah. and get the opportunity. Gotcha. Fortunate enough for me, I was in the Canada for almost seven years. And so I have good relationships with all those guys, head coach and GMs. Do they so, at least give you a heads up? They do. Okay. That, that's the benefit okay. of it. Oh, that's awesome. Man. So yeah. like, yeah. when we sign a new guy, we send we, we let everybody know up there who, Hey, this is a new guy we got. Okay. Just so you know where he's where he's at. So you guys kind of gotcha. work with the, not the league per se, but with some teams and with coaches. Teams, absolutely. Yeah. With yeah. coaches. Oh, gotcha. and, and then as, as like, how it worked, I knew Travion, uh, Trey Beck was, um, had been talked to by Hamilton like three weeks ago. Okay. And, I, you know, I know the assistant head coach there or the, the VP of player personnel there and the head coach and the D coordinator. And it was like, hey, we're interested in him. We want to see him some get some film. He came here, played three games, played played decent, showed them what he they needed to see in the the field of battle. And um, they called him Monday. I was like, hey, we're going to – they called me Monday morning. I was like, hey, I think we're going to sign him. Um, what's the pro? You know, what's the protocol? What's the procedure? Told him, hey, nothing. I mean, this is what this is for. Like, we put him on exempt. That way, if he gets cut, he's still property of us, and gotcha. he, uh, he leaves tomorrow. So, at this point, is it is it more like a gentleman's agreement between coaches and, and and other coaches from your league and and that league, or is it like an actual thing that both leagues have an agreement on where they talk to each other when it comes to stuff like that? Most most coaches. They're uh, they want their guys. Like okay. I, I, I've recruited my team. I want my team. You can take them afterwards. Okay. For us, yes, I, we recruited our team. We want them to stay here, but the platform is the platform for a reason. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. So you want them to grow. You want them to leave here. You want them to make a name here if possible and stay yeah. here as long as they can. But if right. something bigger and better comes along, for you're sure. not going to stop them. Gotcha. It just it's easier to recruit. Gotcha. Right. You know, yeah. like the, Trey Beck got signed. Well. His high school teammate was a uh, was a linebacker at Notre Dame, and so he's like, Coach D, man, I need some film. You know, you got a spot for me and stuff like that. So, you know, the floodgates open once it hits the waves. You know, the wire that everybody, you know, he left and other guys have left. So, so it's kind of like the John Calipari effect in college basketball. He's good at recruiting kids and let them know, hey, you're gonna get to the NBA. I'll get you there. So that's kind of what you guys are doing. Not necessarily saying NFL, but you're trying to get to the next level. We can get you there. It's more they, we can help you get there. They, their performance can help them get there. Gotcha. We we just give them the platform, and then we we treat them like pros, right? There's nothing that they can want for here to say. You know what? I'm just subpar. We give them everything. Mike does a great job of. Yeah, I'm gonna give you everything that you need to succeed. Now you tell me what you want to do, and that those take advantage of it. Leave those who just kind of sit around and expect it to just come overnight, then we have to work with them. That's gotcha. our part of being their coach, right? Working with them throughout so, that. So as much as it's about being coaches, for you gentlemen, it's a lot more about being a mentor to these young men than anything, correct? Some of it, you, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the one benefit that Kyle does. Because he's older, they kind of look up to him as a father figure. You know, I mean, I'm old as well, but I'm not as seasoned as he is. And he just... uh he has uh, the ability, a unique ability that guys will just come and open up to him. Gotcha. Um, 
for me, I'm the head coach. So it's there's a little bit of a barrier there. Um, we try to keep it in the pecking order. Like if there's an issue, it goes to the O coordinator, D coordinator, then goes to Kyle, then comes gotcha. to me. But we all end up making the decisions at the end of the day. And that that's the benefit. Hey, I, we have your best interest at heart. You come here, I can't guarantee you we'll get you out of here, right. but I can guarantee you we'll give you the, the right opportunity to showcase your ability. And I can call any guy in the CFL and a bunch in the NFL if if your play warrants that. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about the season, fellas. Mm. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. That was a fun conversation and all, but let's get down to right. it. Now. Let's yeah. get to it. Three and five on the season. Mm -hmm. it, it, right. I honestly believe that that's not as bad as it sounds. Obviously, it's not a winning record, but I think three and five for an inaugural season for what you guys are trying to put together. And like you said, and you and I talked, you're like, yeah, of course, with this many injuries and guys going down, of course, certain things are going to happen. I think a three and five record with the way you guys are is good. You guys were two and two at one point and then went on a little bit of a skid, got that win and then lost last game that you guys had. What's with the up and downs? Like a lot of these, like you said, coach earlier have been the way the ball bounces. It could be, right. a, you guys could be five and three right now. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right, right. How do you guys feel about the way you guys played so far halfway through the season? I think we've been inconsistent. Mm -hmm. You know, for us, it's uh, I'll ne we'll never blame it on. Oh, we lost this guy. We lost that guy. You know, because you got to play with the what you got. Dealt. Yeah. Absolutely, next man up. Um, for us, we put our faith and trust in some guys that we thought were better than what they were. Okay. Um, that had that did not pan out. Um, when when they got into the heat of battle, it just the deer in the headlights. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then we we made some just to be brutally honest like we just made some dumb mistakes yeah. you know you can't you can't blow you know defensively you can't blow coverages offensively right. you throw it to the man who's open not to the <laughs> man <laughs> I mean, football is yeah. a pretty simple game yeah. yes. you, right. it, it's pitch right. and catch on offense and and you block the man in front of you and defensively you, you know what coverage you're in and um you don't blow coverages you know right. like just to take an example like last week we come down we score on the second play of the game then they go on an eight-minute drive where we had seven defensive penalties. Right. Four of them were offsides on third and four or fourth yeah. and four or less. Yeah, You just can't shoot yourself in the foot. So um, for us, we're, we're building a foundation with, with some good pieces. Uh, we're definitely not happy with where we are, but um, we've we've turned over 40% of our roster since, since we're started, and um, we'll continue to tinker until we get it right. Yeah. Two of the next three on the road. You guys go to San Diego, then come back home, play Duke City, and then you play Frisco on the road in Texas. Mm -hmm. What are you guys looking? What can we expect from the those next three games? Realistically, what can we get out of you guys coming in? Well, we we can only <laughs> worry about one game, <laughs> and uh, we have an opponent this week that we have to go out there and play a, a, a solid football game on all three phases. Okay, and I think that's what um, we have to keep selling to. Our our guys, that it's three phases that we have to be good at, not just right. one or two. Um, and then when we get that and they get that concept, I think we're we're on the road to what we need to be. Is there anything uh, schematic-wise that you guys are looking to change or adjust going forward uh, that might help you out in these games? You know, I think we've simplified some things. Okay. Uh, just for, for our guys, it, you know, again, you can't fix stupid. <laughs> um, you know, and you you got to football. Like we talk about it all the time, like that, that today's athlete is different than ten years ago's athlete. Right. You know, football IQ is a uh, is hard to come by. You know, the acumen is, is very very difficult. So when you have to sit there and you have to, you know, 
and it's part of our job to teach guys how to watch film and hey this is what you're looking for and and this yeah. is what you're doing and, and just basically peeling it all the way down to the core to try to build them back together it's working out like we've probably had two of the best days of practice we've had all year <clears throat> but it's at the end of it it's okay you want to be a pro like the whole we always hear it hey dress for the job you want not for the yeah. job you have yeah um and so you use it hey if the raider if the, if you were in the raiders organization right now wh how would you prep would you prep the same right now did you, did you have been prepping no you can't tell me that right so if you can't look yourself in the mirror and say hi i'm doing everything to get one percent better every single day this might not be for you and mm -hmm. then we come back to it we said it today how many y'all love the game you know if if like i i wake up on a on a regular basis like hey time to go to work you know some of these guys are like oh like i practiced today right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, you know what right, i mean right. if you were making a million dollars like you'd be up it, it's yeah. your job like, you're up. up and running right um and some guys just don't want to don't want to lift that heavy yeah. burden you have some of the local guys, mm -hmm. some guys that have played at UNLV, some guys that play locally here. How's that panned out for you overall? Pretty good for the most part. You know, um, it was early on, it was, we had a little bit of, well, I'm local, I'm going to be safe. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, right. I can go find other guys. Definitely. I would prefer to have some local flavor on our roster. And now they've kind of taken the bull by the horns and, and, and you can see them stepping up and, again just young kids that had to learn how to be pros um yeah. and that's you know we had to do a better job as coaches and the staff to to let guys to teach them how to be a pro hey this is acceptable this is not um so we just uh it's a day-by-day -day process it's a day-by-day -day process how do you view uh individual coaching do you allow it do you allow like players wide receivers quarterbacks to go and seek their own like personal trainers for specific mechanics or stuff yeah like i mean that, most of that stuff is done in the off season right. you know every one of our coaches like kyle can coach o-line d-line like we have a, a d-line coach we have a d-line assistant you know ad can coach best teams you know he's a college coach he played for me in nebraska he played for us in nebraska i should right. say okay um they coaches dbs you know uh coach pimmel has been around the game for forever coach poots is is a local trainer here that that trains nfl guys at game changer sports performance and he does receivers gotcha. so every one of our position coaches every one of our coaches coaches a specific position mm -hmm. and has done it at the highest level gotcha. so for our guys it's you have you always have a voice like if you want to seek you know other coaching outside of us okay go ahead but it doesn't it doesn't come inside of our locker room right, gotcha. right. Okay. And, and that's not saying that another coach way of thinking is wrong we just have a, a way of doing things. I, I was just right. asking because you hear all the time with like NFL guys, especially in the off season, but uh, going and seeking like specific like mechanic right, coaches right, right, right. or something yeah, like that. Like, off season, yeah. Right, so right, okay, right. So, yeah. yeah. When they leave here, we kind of we figure out like how our season works. When we're done, we'll sit down as a staff figure out. Hey, we'd love to have this core group back. Um, I think we can build off this and, and build around these pieces. And we'll let them know, hey, we're interested in coming back and trying to get guys signed back as soon as as soon as the season's over, and then um, start building around them. Right. So, so you've done this before. So, what is a typical off season look for you guys as a coaching staff? So, mo like most of my coaches, 
we'll, we'll go back home okay. and, and we'll talk weekly about hey I, I like these guys like I'll send send them four or five guys at a time hey look at this guy what do you think um, I could see him fitting in with this guy and this guy and mm-hmm. and we just kind of take it and run um, for me it's a, a little more detailed just being the GM it's like okay sponsorship was great this is great okay let, let's inventory everything before we leave let's let's figure out our order list let's get everything ordered and take a little break and get right back to it call it a day once again you are tuning to straight bet sports live here on the gorilla cross radio network jose v emb quan 59 in the studio nighthawks head coach mike davis and kyle moore brown assistant head coach joining us in studio as well again it's still eight games through the season you guys are three and eight three and five Dang. One and three at home. <laughs> so, yeah, so, man, so one and three at home, right? That sounds like a projection. But yet man. we're two and two on the road. What, what is it about the road instead of being able to play a little bit better at home that, that that's working for you guys? You know, I think the first game of the season, the, the excitement and the electricity in the building was great, and our guys played well. Yeah. Um, then we played a a really good Tucson team. Uh, we had some kicking woes we'll, we'll just leave it at that <laughs> kicking you know? woes yeah okay yeah. our uh yeah. we lost by eight yeah. or we lost by nine not uh, a blowout no, by any means no. but our kicker missed 11 points <laughs> so Crucial. you do Crucial. the math <laughs> hurts um, definitely then arizona you know mm. they're the best team in the league and you can't play you can't play the the old school lakers with with kobe and and shack with <clears throat> half at half mass you just can't do it um and it was it was good like i told their coach i was like hey keep pouring it on don't take your foot off the gas we're gonna we're gonna learn from this nice um and he did you know our guys and and it was embarrassing for our guys it was embarrassing for me and for us it just for us it was just like okay this is what you want to say this you say you want to do this this here you go to your guys's credit for that game uh their quarterback was making some Pretty right. nice throws. <laughs> like, there, there's you talking about the Arizona there. game? Yeah. The Arizona you know, game. he Arizona played for game. us. We played for us. Nebraska. We brought him in the league. Yeah. Exactly right. So, yeah, so no, he, he was making like, some you. tight window throws, learned. man. Uh, there, there's one is just on the guy's fingertips. Right. I was like, that. Yeah, Drew, Drew's the MVP for the reason. Right. But you can't be surprised that Arizona's that good. I mean, if you follow just indoor arena, you know, because going right. back in the days, Arizona is... It's it what you time, think of. Yeah. It's like exactly. thinking of Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know, right, with, right. with their reign and what they did. In the, in the, For sure. It's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's insane. But I, I like the fact that it kept going, though. Yeah. IFL, AFL, whatever you want to call yeah. it. The fact that it's still going is pretty amazing. Right. It's fun. It, it's it's yeah. a lot of great action. The arena itself, when we went to oh. the first game, I think they built it perfectly. Absolutely. Like, it, it's a good size. Right, it's right. not too big, not too small. What is it? Just two levels, and that's it. Call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Right. The acoustics in there are really, really good. Yeah, no, I like the feel. That red fantastic. pops, man. <laughs> it's electric. Yeah, and it's fan friendly. Yeah. It's affordable. It's fan yes. friendly. You yes. can bring your family out, enjoy oh, yeah. a game. It, it was packed, right? It was, it was packed and, when we went. And, so. Right. So that's that's what what makes me excited about going to game day. Outside of I love my job, but going to game day and feeling that excitement, those those butterflies still get me in my stomach, and I'm just kind of like. I know I can't do anything, but oh my God, it feels good to be out there in that atmosphere. How has the fan support been for you guys, though, from what you've seen? Fantastic. Wonderful. I can go to CBS and run into somebody like, aren't you, Carson? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Nice. That's that's awesome. We're happy you're here. I'm saying thank you so much. So. 
it is nice to have something that's affordable, family friendly that right. everyone can enjoy. You can teach your kids a little bit For about sure. the game and right. stuff like that. Right. Um, is there any? You mentioned your relationship with like the CFL and the indoor football uh, or arena football league. Is there any relationship with you guys in the USF? L there's not L not or? not for me like i know a couple guys that are gms just um I, i'm a show me guy you know i mean it's been uh, unfortunately they're kind of bubbled in in birmingham and you know i hear the ratings aren't great because there's nobody around but i mean we've seen a lot of those guys already right it's the okay. same right. guys who yeah. who've been in the spring league and the usfl or the spring league and the and the AAF and and all XFL this XFL and all that because right, right. it's the same guy running it. Gotcha. Nothing against it. I mean, for them, they're you know it's another guy, platform. It's another right. platform. For guys to get paid. Right, I mean, right, they're making right. you know forty grand. Go make your money. Do you think we got too many leagues though? Because I was having that conversation with a few people the other day, and it's like. Look how many times the XFL tanked, and they've tried over and over again. I like the XFL product, what they brought the yeah. last time. Obviously, the way they brought it out during the time they brought it out, obviously, it didn't work the way that they wanted it to. But you got the XFL. You got the USFL. The AAF, like you said, that didn't make it. The UFL that we had here years ago in Vegas that yeah. only lasted three years, right. and the final two years were ending even worse as it went by. Don't forget I, the fan controlled with the uh, fan control league that we have with Terrell Owens and Johnny Manziel. Like right. at this point, don't we have? I mean, obviously, you guys are the football minds here, not me. But I think we have way too many leagues that are trying to be created at this point, right? What do you think about? There's ten thousand athletes that come out every year. Right. I mean, there, there's in the IFL, there's uh, 14, 14 teams with twenty five guys on each. What's that? Seven hundred players? Or I'm the, my 350, the 350 players, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 350 players. Yeah. So that's 350 out of 10,000. You can go find your guys. You know. But, but, you, so would you rather there be an overabundance for these um, players to fall like in, into like a home, right. rather than like just be like, hey, I can't get into a team and like. Well, it's funny play you said, anywhere. We asked them today. I said, if y'all got cut today, what would you do? Right. Probably nothing. And you kind of look, look and look on the right, look and left, and they're like, "Oh darn, I don't know." Mm-hmm. I go, "That's a problem." Yeah. I go, but if this is true and you don't know what you would do, you better do everything to to, to scratch and claw yeah. to stay here. Yeah. Right, right. And you stay here by winning football games. Yeah. I mean, it's not a scare tactic. It's it's the truth. It's the it's the life we live. Like we live in a, a results oriented business. And, you know, when when I first got hired and, and Kyle was my first call, it always is like, hey, I know some I need to have somebody as the head coach that's going to have my back through and through. Gotcha. And Without I can be dead wrong. Right. And he'll have my back. And afterwards, right. he'll be like, hey, man, <laughs> you were way off. Right now. <laughs> but that's yeah. what part of being yeah. a, a good friend is. Right. He does, does the same thing to me. Hey, nah, don't, don't do that. Don't There's a time that. and place for right. you know, everything. For sure. Absolutely. Right. So for us, it's just it's it's how you approach it um you know we're kind of even keel i don't get too excited i don't get i don't get down in the dumps i don't i mean that's just it's, it's the world we live in i got you and and what the point that i was trying to make to that basically and and not to get too personal with with salaries mm-hmm. and things of that nature but i'm pretty sure there's some guys in the ifl that also have a day job aside mm-hmm. aside from playing yeah. football a lot of so, them. so that's where i'm getting to that the fact that there's so many leagues there's not enough money out there for this i mean that's what i'm saying like 
some of these leagues are tanking and they're trying over and over again. And some of these guys think they have hopes and dreams to get somewhere mm -hmm. and they're crashing because the leagues are crashing. Not because they weren't talented right, enough. Right, you know, right. PJ Walker, some of these guys are making it out of these spots and getting these spots in the NFL. I get that. But a lot of these guys are losing the opportunity they thought that they might have because the league crashes when they might have had an opportunity to have a full-time playing career in the IFL, but they right. didn't take it because right. they thought, well, I'm outdoors. This is closer to the NFL. I'm going to make it. Exactly. That's kind of the point that I was trying to get to, that we have too many leagues when it comes to that. Wouldn't you say? But It's the money platform. Like, the guys making in the USFL make it 40 grand. You're going to come okay. come here and make 10? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make right. – it doesn't add up. I got you. you know what I'm saying? So guys are all – the majority of athlete these days, especially with, I mean, look at NIL. Yeah, they're going to chase the money. Yeah, and NIL's changing everything. They'll get yeah. they get blinded yeah. by the money, and the the money's great. But if you're chasing the money, most of time you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Yeah. right. So for us, it's like what's the, what's the better strategy and the better road to get you to where you want to go? Correct. But we live in such an instant society. How do you feel about it? And sometimes young players need that tutorial. They need a, a smaller scale of teaching. They they went to a big, a big university and they just kind of was thrown in there because they was athletes and they really didn't had no concept of what they truly were doing. Yeah. I think with these leads, you, you kind of have a one-on-one, -on -one, if you will, with a coach, um, a respectful coach that can help you figure things out outside of, you know, because sometimes these young people, young guys have issues on the field and they don't even know how to get out of the slump they're in. Like, th that play is gone. Man, leave it back there. We don't always make the correct plays. Brett Favre is a prime example. Short-term memory. Of, right. Yeah. Man, you know how many interceptions he threw in one year? And then he was MVP. Yeah. So, again, when you show them, those young guys, that, you know, that stat or they say, listen, man, you know, the NFL is there. Take one minute to look down and see how many people would want to be at your position right yeah, now, yeah. right? At grabbing like zombies at your feet. So you can smell what you want, right? And that's what you keep telling them. It's there for you to get, and you can change your whole world if you just put forth the effort, right? It's just like relationship. We talked about yeah. that. If you just a subpar to your husband or wife, and you think you're going to get a result off out of that, you won't. They'll, they'll treat you. You'll see it. They'll be like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Football will do the same thing sports so commit to it definitely definitely jose v emb quan 59 in the studio you're tuning to straight bet sports live here on the gorilla cross radio network if you haven't already done so download the gorilla cross app today on your apple app store or your android google play store today it's free not only can you catch our show but all of the other shows and all the previous content that they have on there great stuff trust me you will not be disappointed check them out gorillacross.com and on all of the app stores today the app is free trust me like i said you will not be disappointed but, fellas, how has it been? Because I, I, I've seen you behind the camera, Mike. We've seen the YouTube videos. They got you on mic, you know, you got all set up. And I asked you the other day, I'm like, that one came out of nowhere, the first one that I saw. So how has it been them putting you in the studio, man? And, and how has it been working for an owner like Bill Foley? I mean, we joke about it. You know, you got to pinch yourself. like Because he gives you what you need to be successful, right? Pinch. For us... We hear it all the time. Anytime it comes around, Gold Knights win the Stanley Cup the first year. Silver Knights win to the playoffs the first year. And I was very honest when I told him, hey, there's never been an IFL expansion team make the playoffs in the first year. That is ultimately our goal in a championship. Gotcha. But the foundation is more important to, to us to right. get the foundation right, to build on it. I don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Gotcha. So for us, yeah, it's we're a little slow out of the gates, but 
the the funny thing about the indoor game, and you'll see it when the momentum starts to hit for us, people will be like, watch out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's that team. See, and and again, it usually happens at the end. So just me, it usually because everybody is hitting their stride, and all of a sudden those injuries start happening to the the big teams. Like it just got Arizona last week. Um, so those teams that just be climbing a little bit, and they start to get their rhythm around that second wave. This is the second wave of the season for us. It usually takes off, and then people just like you got to watch out for this team right here. Not necessarily our team, but any team that takes that movement. So. So I do have a question for you guys. We were talking about it earlier, and, and the guys brought up a good point. When it comes to the Arena Football League, would you say that the defensive side of the ball is a little bit tougher to coach or the offensive side of the ball? Because the style of play, the speed, the, the length of the field, everything that is built around it, what would you say is harder, the defensive side or the offensive side of the ball to coach? I mean, for, for me, I think every platform is, is geared to the offense. Right. This is for high score. It, you right? know, it's it's to put butts in the seats and, and, and ring up the scoreboard. Definitely. Um, so I think defensively it, it is tougher, but it's simpler. Okay. You know, offensive schemes, you, you know, you got to worry about timing and spacing and blocking and, and, and getting the ball yeah. off. And, and, and there's a lot of attention to detail that goes into an offensive set um, and, and calling the play. Defensively, you're out there, you know, I don't want to say you're on your heels, but you're out there trying to eliminate or reduce the options that the that the offense has right. um, and, and to make plays. Okay. Because offense, I mean, it's a copycat lead. So yeah, oh, and that lead, yeah. Right. So you, you kind of see each week what teams are doing, and you're trying to go, they, they did a good job when they, you know, motioned out the jet motion. Let's kind of make sure that we have somebody on jet motion. So I would agree with him, um, but it, the closer you get to your red zone, it's really difficult because you don't have the space that you have offensively. So um, both of them, I would say all three aspects of the game is hard because, again, it's rules and regulations that are different than the outdoor game that most guys are not familiar with. Like the boards are live. Like you can touch the board while you're running. It's an extension of the field. So a lot of people don't know that. Like, I mean, it, it, especially if a guy catches the ball and his feet hit the the, um, the top of the railing, it's a catch. Hmm. So it's like I said, it's an extension. It's like tippy-toeing, okay. like a tiptoe catch. So, again, it's the little things that you try to teach them. But um, I think all three phases are hard. You so, have to me. so I don't want to disrespect any of your players, so I won't say who's the best player you feel you have on the team, but – out of the roster you have now, right, from the guys that have been there from day one that you've had through to now through the midway of the season, who would you say is the player that surprised you the most, that you didn't expect what you've gotten from him so far? Surprised <laughs> me. I'm a, because I work with the offensive linemen um, all the time. Um, I, I saw all three of the guys, you know, I, I chose the young guy, Barber. Um, I kind of saw his athleticism, the way he moves in space. Um, he's still young, but I, I was like, I like him. Um, another guy, Trevin, I had him in Nebraska years ago. Um, I knew what kind of leadership he would bring to that group. And then Rob, Rob was just a solid individual. All three of those guys are solid. And, and, and just to let you know what they do, we don't have a scout team. Okay. So we, those three guys play every single play 
whether it's scout, special teams, wow. everything. They don't come out one time in practice. Wow. wow now, so we don't have four offensive line. We have three. And that's those three play every single day. So I got my hats off to them every day because they don't complain. They don't say anything. They come to work on time. I go, so I have a, a great job. I work with guys who I care about and and they respect the game. So I enjoy it. What you got, Mike? <sighs> you know I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask him because I knew he was I mean, going to put him on the spot. There's, there's some guys that have been pleasant surprises. Gotcha. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't single somebody out and say, you know, he's been the biggest surprise to me. I think there's a handful of guys that have, have raised the level of their game. Um to where it needs to be and i think they're down there they're looking down trying to pull up their teammates mm-hmm. um and I, like kai higgins the d lineman from purdue has been solid since day one learning getting better and better every single day new to the indoor game but he's set the bar <clears throat> for the d line where hey come with me you know right. um you know it, it just Besides that, there, there's just so many guys that are that are paddling hard to stay on top of the water and not sink and, and to be able to 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 get out of the water. I say I always tell them like you're you're gonna you're gonna sink or you're gonna swim, mm-hmm. you know. And there's not a lot of guys sinking. Like we we've, we've turned over the roster. You know, like our starting running back's been with us for eight games. You know, he had three three turnovers. Alad Cavalli this weekend. Well, it's a resource-oriented business, so we we changed. You know, we made it a change. Um, brought in a kid, Jordan Cronkite from South Florida, um, just because we needed some new energy in the room and somebody and and let guys know that hey, if you don't bring your A game, we will continue to tinker to get it right. Right. Good stuff, man. Yeah. You got it. I was just going because <laughs> I see you, I, I see you over here well, like getting no, mesmerized. So, so I, I was nodding because <laughs> when we went to our our game, um, it was against Arizona. One of the players that I wrote down was Higgins because I I was just that's right. You actually did. I was just mesmerized because he was in every single play. He he was very instinctual. He was shooting the right. gaps. He was doing everything that he needed to do. To impact the game, and it, it was evident on that field. So uh, I, I was just going back that I, I think he's a great player, and I, I hope that that motor that he has just continues to develop. Like right. he, that kid, no lie. Like I'm in my office between four thirty and five every morning. He religiously is there between five oh five. There you go, five oh five to five fifteen. Right. Religiously. No if ands or buts about it, That's and he's commitment. not there for treatment. Right, he's there to to for self care for preventative maintenance. Gotcha. You know, he's doing his rolling himself out. He's getting him a little workout in before everybody else comes in, just because that's his regimen. He's he's treating himself and to train himself to be a pro. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. And you know, he's been doing that since day one. And now you get there's four or five guys now that are like, hey. Scoop me on the on the way, right? And, right. and so he's like, okay. So they go, you know, it's contagious when it needs to be. Okay. So okay. one thing I w- I would tell y'all a little secret about him, and I know he won't mind. For some reason, every morning he rides the strip. Yeah. Whatever motivates him, he goes down there. Um, and 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 that's what I think young young players, people need to have motivation. What yeah. motivates you? 
um, and visit your motivation at times, you know, because when he when he told me that, I lived in Newark, New Jersey, and I used to see the lights. I lived on the 12th floor. I used to see the lights in New York City, and I used to always say, I'm going to be over there one day, and I never knew what that meant. I just was like, because it looked busy to me, and I was like, I'm going to be there one day. So my dreams were, I want to be in lights. I want whatever that is over there, I want to be over there. So again, when I when I hear that, it just kind of just trickles down. Like, man, he's going somewhere to, to to kind of you know get his mind right, and then come back and say, okay, now it's time to work. So it's easy to work, you know, because he sees it. Definitely sees has that life. pro mentality, right? Of, for right, sure, right, right. prepping so, themselves. We are a little bit past the halfway point yeah. now, so obviously we gotta. Throw one more sponsor out there. We got to let you guys know about our guy, Eric Navarro, before we finish up the show tonight. But, of course, our second sponsor here on the show is my guy, my personal barber, Eric Navarro of Lanham Up by Eric. Make sure you guys hit him up at 702-884-8138 and on, G- on IG at Lanham Up by Eric. He's cutting out a five-star barbershop on Ann Road and Simmons. Make sure you let him know Jose V and Ian B of Straight Bet Sports sent you. Once again, Eric Navarro, 702-884-8138. If not, download the Booksy app today. Easiest way to book your appointment. He'll take care of you. We greatly appreciate him and his sponsorship. I got to shout out a few people. Obviously, some people in the show uh, that are in the studio with us. Got my guy Blue in the studio. Met him on Twitter, which is crazy. You can meet people anywhere and, and just grow, which is amazing nowadays. It's not just about meeting people in person. So I got my guy Blue in the studio. Got Devin in the studio. My boy Joel is here tonight taking pictures for us. Evan is sick. He's been sick for the last couple of days. He just got back from San Francisco watching some baseball out there. But we got Joel B in the studio as well. But, Coach, I got to let you give a shout-out to someone you got in the studio with you as well tonight. Of course. My wife is in town. Uh, she's down for, for a week from Canada. She want to get out of the cold weather. There we go. She want to get out of the cold weather. <laughs> and it's cold out here the last couple of days. Yeah, right. But this isn't cold for you, though, right? No. This is nothing. You probably walk around flip-flops and muscle shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, we got about 10 more minutes here. I appreciate you guys staying for the, for the whole show here tonight and chopping it up with us. But... Final thought on, on Nighthawks football. We're going to continue to talk football because there's one topic that I want to get everybody's uh, um, thoughts on right here before we end the show tonight. But to end up on the Nighthawks from both of you, what can the fans expect for the second half of the season? And what what message would you want to give to them? Well, my message would be just just hold tight. Um, just hang in there with us. Uh, we're new. Um, we're young. Um, understand that we'll get it going in the right direction. Um, we are here to represent our city and I think um, if they just just hold tight they'll get exactly what they they've been looking for trust the process just trust the process <laughs> right. oh, there man. you go I love that there, 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 there we what go there we right. go J- Mr. Jalen over here <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about MB there, I know but <laughs> anyways I know but what you, what you, you know you honestly just uh, we're here for the community obviously you know um the wins will come, okay. but you gotta. Again, I, I say it all the time. It's, it's brick by brick. You know, always forward, never retreat. Yep. And we'll get it right. Um, we're, we're getting healthy, and when we finally get healthy and, and add, we're missing probably two pieces. Okay. And they're right around the corner. That's all I'll say. And, and when that happens, then at the end of the day, we'll we'll. Uh, We'll make a push, whether that push is good enough, but we'll make a push. Okay. Right. Remember, fans, stay patient. Please. As Aaron Rodgers said it, <laughs> relax. As some of the Philly fans here, like Ian, 
Trust the process. So, no, I, I, I agree with you guys. I get it. It's season one. You know what I mean? We just have to enjoy what's out there and enjoy the talent and what you guys are bringing to the table. So I greatly appreciate you guys, what you guys have done in the city, what you guys have done with this team. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to continue to follow and just enjoy this team for years to come. And like you said, Mike, you're hoping to make this your last destination. So I know we're going to get some chips here. Hey, you know, we just actually just signed a deal to get the, the national championship here for the next three years. I saw the that. Championship. So, um, we got to make that the priority. Yeah. You know, right. one, one of the three. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Fun three love years it. coming Absolutely. up here for the IFL love for sure. Love that. So we got some local conversations here, obviously, with Raider stuff and disgruntled employees and all that. But the main <laughs> one that we did want to talk about, and I want to get all you guys' thoughts on it, Tom Brady mm. already has a $375 million 10-year contract just waiting there for him to sign with Fox to be a TV analyst once he's done and playing. And quote, like you said, yeah. when he's done playing, yeah. we were talking about earlier. Ian says that he doesn't think it's fair for him to be able to step out that way, come in, get that money, when there's other vets that have been doing it for years that aren't making that anywhere near that type of money. Now, I like Tony Romo as an ex-player that came in and is amazing at doing what he's doing. I don't know how good Tom Brady would be behind the mic. I haven't really seen him do anything like that before. Do I agree that I think this is way too much money for someone that hasn't done technically anything yet? behind the booth when there's people that are trying yes am i surprised no because it's yeah. tom brady right. who's not gonna throw yeah. 375 yeah, I, million dollars I, I, I wasn't surprised no, 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 yeah, like correct. It. but at the same time like someone someone brought it up on twitter and it's actually been going around was jalen green right he's 20 year tv vet he played a game like he played uh nba so like nba nfl jalen green i forget which one he played I don't know. You're spacing me out on this one. Right now. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm he's, play, he's right played. Now. He's <laughs> played a major sport, right? And yet, he's not going to make. He might not even make like a hundred and fifty million dollar deal. So there's that. Um, Tom Bray hasn't done anything behind the booth, but obviously, we know his mind is yeah. what they're paying him right. for. They, exactly. They're going. So then, what play. happens if he sucks year one? You can just sign this guy to a 10-year yeah. deal. Yeah, I don't know if it's coachable. You got to be coachable. So wait, okay, let's go to that aspect. Can, you think, can someone be coached in that in the booth? Absolutely. Without a doubt. First of all, yes. you, you said, one of the things you said is, is people think it's not fair. How many things in life aren't fair? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. It's about who you know. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're going to take him because when you do put a microphone in his face, when have you seen him stutter or yeah. do something Never. dumb or yeah, say the don't. wrong thing? Yeah. Right. No, he he has a great <laughs> presence. Being, he does. What what he has done, social media, uh, his interviews, he's always been uh, very good. And, and to his credit, he does have the press conference uh, experience. Right. They, we have actually seen Some him behind a microphone so sure. we we know kind of what to expect with it and the, most likely they're just going to do what they did with tony romo and right. have him on the very analytical side breakdown side why would you uh, not dan orlowski you know they have him right. breaking down bro film. i used to hate I, dan orlowski yeah. and now sitting there i can sit there and listen to him and watch him like nothing he is so good like now, now i used to talk crap doing, because i'm like you yeah. didn't do that good as a quarterback yeah. but it's not about that if it's you know not. the game you know the game right. I, I totally right. get but that. do you think dan orlowski has been coached to to Absolutely. Be better. Behind. Yes, because he's Absolutely. changed a lot from when he yeah. first started Even in his the booth to now. Yeah. yeah. So really has. He, not only his his style, his clothing, right. everything right. has changed. He's, yeah. been, he's been coached. Yeah. So you're not paying a guy $375 million and not going to coach him. Definitely. Yeah. You know, they're going to, hey, 
Here's your dry, here's your trial run. Okay, let's tweak this, 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 and this. That's it. You know, much. I mean, if he comes out and and has his hair like like Aaron Rodgers and, and pulls it back in the pony, then you know, <laughs> then why they'll clean up his image? Like right. they're not gonna let him embarrass them yeah. because they're in it for the ratings and the dollar. He's been the poster guy for the NFL for years. Oh, yeah. Clean cut, good and bad though. Even right. even even with the spy yeah. gates and all that, right. he was still the poster. Still the poster. Yeah. So again. I think he he sold himself um, well for these years that he's played, and he's a top-notch quarterback still. So um, to get him in the booth, uh, people will be tuning in just to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Although he he spent 41 days at home and said never again. Right, <laughs> but still, yeah. think about it. Like how many times have you have people or if you heard people say, "Man, I could listen to Tony Romo and and um, yeah. company." Do a game, isn't it? Tony Romo and Ian Eagle. <clears throat> no, it's so, uh, uh, no, no, no um, um, not um, not. See uh, now we're Johnson. We're, we're just throwing uh, stuff. Out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a good. But, it's a good. Comp- e- yeah. Even think it about is. Monday Night Football when they had Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Like the ratings were through the roof. Yeah. The viewership was through the roof because they were because, doing it differently. Because right. it was different. Yeah. That's and then it. you watch the first one. There was some explicits going on there. Then they they coached them. They tweaked it. Hey, you got to you got to steer this way. You can still do you, but fix right, it up right, a bit. But, right. but you know, jazz it up and dress it up. So at the end of the day, it's about the ratings and about the almighty dollar, gotcha. and that's all they're worried about. And I think also with players just getting a little bit more uh, outspoken, right, right? Right. That people fans are gaining a little bit more interested right. in the dynamics of like what's going on in what's the game. Really so like on. analysts are becoming more prominent. So we'll see what happens with the whole yeah. Tom Brady situation if and That's when Jim he Nance, decides to retire. Right. Oh, Jim Nance. There yeah. we go. If and when he decides to retire. Thank you, Quan, for that. But, gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. I greatly appreciate both of you being in studio with us tonight and chopping it up a bit. Thank Final you. thoughts from both of you before we let you guys go tonight. I just want to say thank you, guys. I think you guys did a tremendous, doing a tremendous job. So thank you appreciate for allowing you. me to be a part of your podcast. Um, I think I hope you invite me back. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, I had fun, so thank you guys so much. Yes, sir. We got to get it. We're not not talking just about Nighthawks and get some just some good stories. We'll just have a roundtable yeah. conversation Man, and talk anything. There you go. I'm down hey, for that. You, your stomach, you got here hurting. Okay. <laughs> like laughing. Okay. Uh, okay. Man. We're going to make that now. Now it's it's on. Yeah. It's recorded. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> okay. But so Mike, on record. Kyle, Definitely we on greatly record. appreciate both of you guys. Best of luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we see you guys in the playoffs. If not, it's all good. We got a lot of good things coming, and I know it. Yes, Perfect. Sir. I appreciate Thank you, you fellas. Guys, Thank you, guys. Man. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Ian, final thoughts before I give my final thought of the night tonight. Um, just make sure you follow us. Uh, Straight Bet Sports, ENB underscore Sports, uh, Jose underscore Volante, uh, Gorilla Cross Radio. Just make sure you follow us, subscribe, retweet us, uh, try to follow us every week, Wednesday night, uh, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Pacific Standard ta- Time. And then one little quick thing. I love Embiid, but we need to shut him down. Um, I thought that mask gave a little bit more protection than it actually does. He got hit in the face the other night uh, by the ball, not even a hand, not even an elbow, and he was writhing in pain. And as much as I don't want to see our season end, I don't want to see Embiid lose an eye or worse. So it's time to just say, as Dr. Rivers needs to go in and just say, "It's, it's done, let's... Let's go on with the next season and let's get your rehabilitation going. 
So no, here's not he, happening. I know. I know. You think his eyes gonna fall out? You think his eyes gonna? No, but if that, you know, if the bone breaks more and it it can cause permanent uh, damage to his eye, be fine. He gets millions. Yeah, he's over. He's over a weekend. I know you'll never convince him to do it. I'm just saying what we should do. But at least he has an MVP trophy to to lean on. And we'll talk about that next week. But I got I gotta say two things before I get into my final thought. Big shout out to Dimitri Bivol for beating Canelo. And not only that, if you saw the fight outboxed him the whole fight yes. one of the greatest uh, uh, just showings of boxing that i've seen in a very long time big shout out to him and another thing calm down people canelo is still the pound for pound it's not over rematch clause has been activated he'll probably come back and win the fight and you got to understand he's coming up trying to fight guys that no one else will do whether you want to say he's hiding and ducking people from other divisions call it what it is canelo is still canelo we need to pump it down and slow it down Big shout out to Michael Chandler with the kick to the face and the knockout oh, to Tony Ferguson. Oh. I love Tony, but I think it's time for Tony to tie it up and call it call it a career, man. You had a great career. Time to call it quits. But my final thought Hold of on, the night. I got to give my final thought before oh, you give your oh, final oh, thought okay. because I had a horrible week and it's Jose's fault. I lost my house. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. He's going to call me out, man. He's going to call me Jose out. Told me, Why you got to do that to me right Jose now? Jose told me in the oh, whole radio universe to bet their house <laughs> oh, on, no. on my the boy mortgage, Chaos Williams. Man. And, 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 that was a tough lost. fight for Chaos. That lost. was a tough fight. It was a tough fight. I had him it, winning yeah. first and third round, but yeah. the judges didn't. So you owe me a house. Okay. I'll buy Quana house. Appreciate that. I said it on Twitter earlier this week and i'm gonna say it again i am no longer tagging the las vegas lights and anything that has to do with my friendly conversation and relationship with the owner brett lashbrook but i keep getting stuff from now former season ticket holders because they're not happy with you brett we've been saying this over and over and over again and it's not coming from me anymore so i'm not bashing you but i do want to read something to you that was sent to me by a former season ticket holder and a former fan of the team just so you can see that it is not coming from me i'm not the one saying things they are actually being said by people that used to spend money with your organization one more thing I wanted to get off of my chest, and this is not for me, this is from the note that I am reading. One more thing I wanted to get off of my chest and I'll be done. Sorry if I'm bugging you. First off, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas native and sports fanatic. I have a prop I have no problem supporting a Vegas team even if they can't win a single game. If the team represents my city, I would have happily represented the team without shame. The fact is we could have just stayed in the USL market and not even entertain an MLS bid and I would have been fine. But the lights are no longer a Vegas team by any means. Their cash grab organization masquerading in Elvis jumpsuits and other Vegas stereotypes while exploiting a Las Vegas area and its fans that have been begging and campaigning for a professional soccer club for years. We deserve a team that represents our city, our community, our culture. We shouldn't have to settle to play sick and fiddle to other cities like L.A. We deserve better than that. And to be honest, even with all that being said, I was still willing to attend a few games here and there just for fun. However, when an owner starts singling out and harassing paying fans and customers, which we talked about last week, at games because of comments made on social media that he does not like, that was enough for me. I am not down with that, and he will not get another dime from me. I will wait for an MLS team. Hopefully, the Lights organization's failure doesn't affect our MLS bid the same way all the past failed experiments did that prevented us from obtaining an NFL team did so many years before. FYI, this is 
this they say it was because they were worried about gambling but in reality because they didn't think the market was good enough at the time again those are all my thoughts that is from a former season ticket holder so again brett if you feel that i have a gripe with you my gripe is just i don't know why you came on the show agreed to answer any questions and all questions even when i asked you respectfully before we did the show is anything off the table like i do all of my guests you said no let's do it some questions were asked you weren't happy some points were proven you weren't happy a phone call was made in the studio and something was asked to you from a fan and you also weren't happy so i want to know what is it that i did to you fans are coming to me now because they're telling me I'm the voice of the fan. I speak up for the fans when no one else will. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I will continue to do so because before anything, I was a fan before I did media. Brett, I hope you take this and take it the right way and don't run with it negatively and start hurting more of your current season ticket holders. People love soccer and they love sports in Las Vegas. Hopefully you start learning to understand that. Till next week, I am Jose V for EMB, Quan 59 for our guests in studio. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Till next week, we are out. Peace. Later. <laughs>